We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. I got to the uh, Anzac Day service in Ardrossan this morning. And uh, such an important time to just stop and remember those who sacrificed uh, so we have freedom. And, you know, I've got friends who are in armed forces, who have been in armed forces. I've got friends who would consider themselves pacifists. And, and, but it's, and it can be a complicated thing for so many different reasons, days like this and throughout the year. Um, but it's good, I think, to stop and remember and appreciate and... Uh, who they are and what they've sacrificed. And, and I love how Reverend Jane took it at Ardrossan today. And she prayed for those who sacrificed, but those who stayed at home as well. And I think that's a... Whenever someone sacrifices and does something, it's never just the one it affects. It's all... It's the community, it's the family. And I think it's important for those people and for us to remember for them as well that we thank them for, for bringing freedom for us and uh, i love that phrase lest we forget now darren's my father if if you haven't been here before and it's darren and kerry's wedding anniversary today oh give him a hand and every year he hasn't done it this year yet but i hear the joke lest i forget the anniversary and uh never gets old and uh um, I'm quite forgetful. I don't know if you are. Uh, I work in a school and uh, I'm the student counsellor. So I'm not a teacher, thank the Lord. Um, because I've forgotten it all. And I go into these classes and uh, year six maths up, I just avoid. Uh, I just see fractions and numbers and different things. I'm like, oh, this isn't my place. This isn't my zone. I walk past PE, home ec, uh, art. They're, they're my classes to walk past. But maths, I just can't remember it. I did it, but I can't remember it. I even, uh, for my Bachelor in Theology, I had to learn Greek. And uh, I had trouble saying a lot of it, but I could write it. But I can't remember a thing anymore. And uh, I don't know if you have found that, that you did something and you've forgotten. And there's a lot of things I've forgetten, forgotten in my life. I, uh, my wife tells me I sometimes forget how to wash the dishes. And uh, I do it and she gives tips for improvement. And it just seems to escape my mind. And... Uh, one, one year, actually last year, I forgot about my daughter's birthday party and booked something else for that day. And I know, I know. It wasn't her exact birthday, so, you know. Anyway, I, f- I forget a bit. I forget. And I want to kind of stay with this thoughts about Anzac Day and remembering and lest we forget and kind of switch gears a little bit. But I think sometimes we forget God. We can forget God. We can forget who he is. We can forget what he's done. We, forget, we can forget that he's with us. And just as we remember the freedom on a day like Anzac Day, we can forget the freedom he brought for us. I want to read you passages in Mark 4, and Jesus and the disciples are in a boat, and there's a storm. And it says, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the winds and the waves. Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? Why have you so little faith? They're in a boat. The storm comes. They're freaking out. 
Jesus, don't you care? Don't you love us? Don't you even, you just don't care enough to even wake up from your nap? You don't care about the storm. You don't care about us. Don't you care? They forgot who Jesus was. They had seen miracles. They had walked and lived with Jesus. They had seen him turn water into wine. Uh, They had seen him fill their nets with fish that they had to call over other fishermen to help bring it into shore. They'd seen him heal a paralysed man. They'd seen him heal a deformed hand. They'd seen him cast out demons. They'd seen him heal leprosy. They'd probably seen him heal hundreds and hundreds of people. But in the moment of the storm, they forgot who was in their boat. I'm pretty good at forgetting. I'm even better at forgetting when things don't go to plan when I'm tired, when I'm worn out. I was once on this uh, boot camp for, for kids at a school, and it was a hiking boot camp, and I got tired on that trip. And, and I, I'd forget the most simplest things. Uh, and you just forget. When you get worn out, you forget. I remember once, one night, it took me about an hour and a half to set up my tent. Because I was tired, I was worn out. Never make a big decision when you're tired, when you're worn out, when you're sick. Just wait. Wait till you're better. Wait till you've got your head straight, because we just forget. And I found that in my life. When, I, when I, I forget God most when I'm not in probably the best place. We forget. We can forget. We can forget that who Jesus is, that God himself came to us, laid down his life, and dealt with sin and death once for all so we can have freedom. Now Galatians 5.1, Christ has set us free. 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. John 8.36, the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. John 8.32, the truth will set you free. Jesus brings freedom. And we can't forget it. And just for just a few moments there, I just want to talk about some of this freedom. Because I found I can forget it. Sometimes it's when I'm a bit worn out. Sometimes it's just life. Just distractions. I think what we give priority to, we remember. But often we don't mean to. I don't think any of us mean to forget Jesus. Saying, oh Jesus, I'm just going to put you in a back box for a few weeks and, and uh, we'll come back to you a little bit later. I don't think many of us do that on purpose, but we end up doing it sometimes. I think it's life. I think it's the busyness. I think it's the distractions. But we can forget. And when we forget... See, the truth sets you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's the truth of the Word of God. But it's only the truth when we believe it and we follow it. The Spirit of the Lord is only when the Spirit is Lord, there is freedom. And when we forget it, that loses its power because we don't enable it in our lives. The freedom. So some of this freedom, what, what does freedom mean? Freedom is such a big word, isn't it? I think there's a lot of different freedoms we have in Jesus. One is security. I, I can feel at peace because God's with me. I remember working in a school during the COVID and the lockdowns last year and it was so clear which staff had faith because they were calm. You should have seen everyone was running around like a headless chook. Uh, it was a little bit comical sometimes. They walked really fast and they just looked a bit flustered and they achieved nothing. right? But the ones had faith, had just this peace within them. It was almost like it wasn't as big of a deal. They still dealt with the reality, but they had a security. Matthew 6 says, That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. 
whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear? Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat, what will I drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. That's, that's special, I think. God knows our needs. We don't have to convince him. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough. Now when Jesus is saying this, I don't think he's saying, don't worry, get over it, skip around in the field, don't worry about working, food will appear on the table. I think what he's saying is God knows you, he cares for you, he knows what you need but what you want as well. Now Jesus promised troubles and sorrows and trials he said they will come but he said take heart i have overcome and i think what the security is is knowing that when the storms of life hit when the waves hit jesus is actually in the boat he isn't far off god came to earth he rose from the dead he defeated sin and death and his holy spirit is within us he's in our boat so when the things happen, when the COVIDs happen, when the job loss happens, when the family situation happens, he's in our boat. And the waves are still there, but he's there with us. And that's where I think we can find security. It's like a child that's with their parent. They get a lot more confidence when they're with someone they love. We find freedom and security. Another thing I think we find freedom is our identity. Uh, Romans 8.14 says... For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. This, this verse says we are, we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of God. And that's where we need to find our identity. That's our identity. We are sons. I could see a few twitches. It's the holy mouse, is it? <laughs> that story where the donkey speaks in the Bible, imagine that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you and me, if we believe in Jesus, we are children of God. And that has to be our identity, because that doesn't change. God's love doesn't change. His value of us doesn't change. His face towards us doesn't change. Uh, if we live with that identity, we can live in freedom. For example, if your identity as a farmer, that's great until it doesn't rain. Right? If your identity is as a, a mum or a dad, or a you know, oh, I'm just a mum. That's great until you make a mistake. And then that messes with your identity. Imagine if my identity was as a mediocre country footballer. 
What I mean is anything we place our value in, our identity in, other than being a son or daughter of God, isn't going to work out for you. Works out when life's perfect. Job, career, personality. It all works out all right until things don't go to plan. But our identity as sons and daughters of God, that's safe. That's freedom. Uh, You know what it does? It gives you the freedom to not compare yourself. Because I'm a son and daughter of God, and you're a son and daughter of God. It gives you freedom to actually uh, not to outperform anyone. It gives you freedom to celebrate each other. It gives you freedom to celebrate when people do well. It gives you freedom from insecurity. It gives you freedom to value difference. We have freedom in our identity because we're sons and daughters of God. You know, we have freedom in relationships. Jesus said, I'm not going to, don't worry about putting this up, Andrew. That he asked, what's the most important commandment? He says, love your God of all your heart, soul and mind. Equally, love your neighbour. And we are loved by God and we're called to love each other. In fact, if we don't know God's love, it's going to be very hard to love each other because you can't pass on what you don't have. But this love... This way of doing relationships that that the Bible, especially in a lot of the letters by Paul, spells out how to love one another by bearing burdens, by encouraging, by speaking life, by forgiving, by turning the other cheek. This way of loving brings incredible freedom. Jesus brings freedom to our relationships. It gives freedom from offence. That's something that holds people up, isn't it? It gives freedom to restore relationships. It, it brings encouragement and peace. It brings the best out of one another. It brings honour. The freedom of Jesus, the cross, brings freedom to our relationships. Now, the Bible said they will actually know that you are mine by how you love each other. That's what we're called to do, that our community will see us and we're like, wow, God must be with them by how they love each other. The Bible says that God, people will see God but the way we love them. It brings freedom to relationships. It brings freedom to our mind. Romans uh, verse 2, it says you'll be changed the way you think. Another version says the renewing of your mind. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Wow. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Darren, my dad put it really good for me once to help me unpack this scripture. It says, Control what you can, pray about the rest. The reality is, is I can control very little. I don't know if you've experienced this in your life. I can't even really control uh, my kids sometimes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I find it hard enough to control myself a little bit. Uh, what can I control? My attitude, my beliefs, where I look, what I place value on. And that's about it. So the rest I'm going to give to God, I'm going to thank Him, and then I'll experience peace. God gives peace for our minds, freedom for our minds. What else does He bring freedom from? Our past. 2 Corinthians 5.17 This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. A new person. When you come to Jesus... 
God doesn't keep a blacklist on you. Blah, 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 blah. Some of us won't be in heaven with a little black mark next to our name because we're a little bit naughty than everyone else. No, we are new when we follow Jesus. We have freedom from the past, freedom from the present, actually. Freedom from death and sin. We're forgiven. There's no if, buts, or maybes. We are new. There's freedom from the past. The Bible says there's no condemnation. You're not condemned. You are new. You are forgiven. You are made new. It says, we, we read a verse before from, um, where it says, call it Abba Father. And it says we are adopted. We are God's children. In the Bible, if you were adopted into a family, uh, it couldn't be undone. If the papers were signed, and if I was a, a man in Galatia in the time of Jesus, and I adopted a child into my family, and I made it official, I couldn't unadopt them. <laughs> like, it was forever. They got my estate. Even if I wanted to get rid of them, no, it was done. They are adopted in. They are my children. There's no distinction between biological and adopted. No, you are your children. You're in. Some of us think, okay, we're children of God, but we must be like off to the side a bit. We must be like the black sheep of the family a little bit. No, you're adopted in. You are made new. You are forgiven. You are restored perfectly. We've got freedom from our past. We've got freedom in the future. If we believe in Jesus, we have a home in eternity. We have a home in heaven. We know the end of the story. New heaven, new earth. But more than that, maybe not more than that, but I think something we miss out as Christians often is we don't believe in Jesus to punch our ticket to heaven. Uh, heaven's real, eternity's real, and that's going to be awesome. But that's not what faith is all about. Uh, Jesus said, this is eternal life that you know God. He didn't say this is eternal life that you'll sit on the clouds and be merry. This is eternal life that you will escape the world. And this is eternal life that you know God. And then Jesus prayed, I'll give you abundant life. He, he actually prayed the Lord's Prayer, really famous. We don't actually stop and listen to all of what it says sometimes. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus said, pray like this, that heaven comes to earth. And then Jesus, that wasn't a token prayer for Jesus. I don't think Jesus did things for just the sake of doing things. He's praised, let heaven come to earth. See, Jesus gives us freedom for our future, for eternity, yes, but on earth. Heaven on earth. Wow, what's that? I imagine heaven to be full of peace. I imagine heaven to be full of love, full of rest, full of healing. This is what Jesus says. Jesus, he says, heaven come to earth. But then we have to bring heaven to earth. See, when you bring love, when you bring justice, when you bring peace into your workplace, to your family, you're bringing heaven to earth. It's something we experience, but it's something we bring. The, the missions, guys, I was chatting to our dinner, our lunch actually, with a guy, a man and his wife and their two little girls who are about to move into Uruguay, uh, hoping to get there in August. They've been in Argentina for the last five years. And they've got community programs, they're going to start home churches. Uh, Uruguay's the leftist country. They've signed and ticked off about every bill that could possibly come up. And it's the most unchurched nation in South America. And they're going in there to love people, to serve the community, and to see people come to know Jesus, but also to bring heaven to earth, to bring food to the hungry, to bring justice to those living in injustice. Jesus brings freedom for our now and our future. 
freedom. We need to remember this freedom, this security, the identity, the relationships, the past, the present, the future. Freedom. You know, we forget, don't we? I can forget. God never forgets you and me. And how good's that? That's the grace of God. We'll have moments in our life that we'll be so biblical. We'll know the truth and we'll see situations come up and we're like, no, I believe. And, and good on us for those good times. And then there's going to be times where we'll react the most unchristlike way to situations. And hopefully as we know God more and more, that will happen less and less. But God never forgets us. He never changes towards us. We have to have special moments to remember Jesus. He doesn't have to have a special moment to remind himself to remember us. He just remembers you and me. Deuteronomy 7.9 says, Understand therefore that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the yesterday. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the yesterday. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever no matter where you and i go no matter where you and i have been no matter where you and i are right now jesus god remembers us his face is towards us his face is smiling on us he is in our boat even when we forget he's even there some of you you're in a bit of a storm right now and you've forgotten that jesus is just right next to you that alone should bring some freedom freedom he never forgets now i think the way we remember is to dwell on it we all remember uh, the armed forces on anzac day because we just see it everywhere you can't avoid it so of course we're going to remember it truth is you're probably not going to think about it in two months time because you haven't had everyone doing tv shows you haven't seen the flies you haven't that's the truth and that's why it's good to have these moments of remembering different things but we, we probably need to have more than a once-a-month moment with Jesus. We probably need to have more than a once-a-week. We probably need to have an every day. You know, I love these verses in Ephesians 3.17, that Christ will make home in your hearts as your roots grow down deep. Hebrews 6.19, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for your souls. You need deeper roots for the windier days. So your roots grow down deep into God's love. Well, the windier it gets, the deeper roots you need. The bigger the waves, the stronger anchor you need. And how do we, how do we build our anchor? How, do we, how does our roots grow down deeper? By remembering. Another way to put it, we could be walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus, reading the word. We need to remember. Don't forget the freedom Jesus brought. He brought freedom for you, but for our community, for us, our families, our past, our future, our relationships, for our identity, for our security. It's so good. And I could keep going on and on. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the Spirit of the Lord is in you and me. Just, just get your head around that for a moment. Where the Spirit of the Lord, where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom. And the Holy Spirit is within you and me. We have freedom within us. Talk about Jesus in your boat. That's freedom in your boat, in you. Wow. That's worth remembering.